Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first time, second chances, things that scare the crap out of me and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the behind the scenes of writing and the business side of it. And before we get started today, a small message from our sponsor, Anchor. Thanks for listening. Hello, it's October 17th, 2022. It's 1, almost 1.30 p.m. as I'm recording this. I'm about to go pick up my new prescription glasses and I'm very ridiculously happy about it because I spend a lot of time on my computer, a lot of time. I'm actually preparing this podcast episode on the computer, on the laptop, typing notes and doing some research. This morning, I finished writing and then revised and I did it a new Villa episode for my pen name, which I scheduled to release this Friday. I'm trying to schedule episodes for the upcoming weeks as I'm very excited to have family coming over. What I'm talking about research was about the fact that I was looking at how many books an average author sells per year or for the lifetime of a book. I'll explain a little bit more about that later. On a non-writing related note, the chemical engineer and I are watching Only Murders in the Building and it is so good. Right now, Plato the dog is snoring on the couch. And before I start on today's topic, if you enjoy this podcast, make sure to review it and share it with your friends. And you can also support it by becoming a monthly supporter. It starts at only 99 cents a month and the link is in the podcast description. So today this episode is all about the release of Sweets for Love, my latest rom-com. Well, the 10 days after the release of Sweets for Love. I'm going to give you a quick update on where it stands in regards sales and reviews and current strategy. And then I'm going to share with you an audio from the actual day of release, which was October 6th. I recorded little bits in the morning, afternoon and evening on that day when Sweets for Love was officially out in the world. So first off, how many copies did I sell of Sweets for Love so far? It's not a true science here. For example, my books are in Kobo Plus in addition to Kobo, and I know people must have been reading it because it stayed at number 68 in the US Kobo charts for almost a week. But no sales were showing in my dashboard on draft to digital so I can only assume that that ranking came from Kobo Plus. So how many pre-orders did I have and how many books did I sell? And honestly, sharing those numbers are not only humbling, but they also, I mean, it's kind of hard to share those numbers. So stay with me here. I'm feeling really raw, um, but I figured this is helpful. Then let's do this. And, and I know I loved, like when I was thinking about self-publishing or even just thinking about publishing and even now, like I, I do love reading how many copies authors are selling and then I can also check what they're doing if they're doing any Facebook ads what kind of Facebook ads they're doing from the Facebook ad libraries and see what works and and what may like what may work from them for them clearing my throat I had 29 pre-orders um, full story I started putting this book cheaper for pre-order at 99 cents And then I switched it up to $3.99 instead of $4.99, which is what it's currently priced at. The reason being that I didn't want and I don't want to price all my pre-orders at $0.99. Cents. The Leftover Bride was already priced at $0.99 cents for the pre-order. And I had about like, I had more than 60 pre-orders of The Leftover Bride at that 
particular price point. The majority of my pre-orders were on Amazon and the rest on Kobo and Apple. Including my pre-orders, I sold 49 copies of Sweets for Love so far, both in book and paperback. I sold about 39 copies ebook and 10 paperback copies. When it comes to the pricing of the ebook, it's currently at $4.99 and the paperback is at $9.99. So at this stage, I could be disappointed. I don't get $9.99, by the way, when I sell a paperback, I get about $1 something, $1.48, I think. Crawling under a table and hiding, that's what I could be doing. But A, this series is currently not my main source of income. B, I don't have all the data yet. So another thing for Sweets for Love that was not counted in the pre-orders and the orders is that I already earn money for Sweets for Love prior to publication. And it will be related to the fact that I had a Kickstarter that failed, but I learned from it. And to having wonderful, wonderful friends who ended up still purchasing one of the rewards for backing the Kickstarter project. So I had added some of those items onto my store, my Payheap store, and two of my friends um, did purchase naming a character in Sweets for Love and um, pre-ordered the ebook. And so thanks to them, I already had a certain amount of money that helped me pay for the copy editing of the book. And so that's something that I didn't have to put everything up front. There was some revenue already for Sweets for Love prior to publication. And that's something that I, I need to note here because I'm talking about the fact, you know, that I sold those amount of copies, but that's not the only thing that happened with Sweets for Love. And of course, I have so much more in store for that particular book. See, this book is hitting all the right um, the reviews are mostly raving and I know, I really know that once I find the audience for that book or people actually hear about it, it could really take off. I've mentioned it before, but this is, I think, my most marketable book I've ever written. It's really fun and steamy and full of heartwarming, heartwarming moments with characters arcs that I think are very relatable. The excerpts that I'm sharing on TikTok gain a little bit of traction. I don't get that many views, but the people who actually see it do engage with it. So it's a good reminder that once a book releases, the marketing doesn't stop. I mean, even Taylor Swift is marketing and talking about her next album. I just saw an Instagram story from her talking about it. So I <laughs> I need to continue marketing mine. And my book is one of hundreds of thousands published in English this year. When it comes to how many copies authors sell on average, that's what I was mentioning, I was researching earlier, it varies. But what I also know is that even those numbers, so the numbers that authors are selling, if you're looking at the ones that sell even a whole lot of books, that's not the whole picture. That's not the full picture. Because how did those books sell? Was that with Facebook ads? How much was spent on Facebook ads? With Amazon ads? Word to mouth only? That's the unicorn. TikTok videos, Instagram videos, face-to-face at events, book clubs, book bub, the authors that I think who sell a whole lot of books, I think they have a strategy behind those sales and they do a lot of work behind the scenes for those sales. And so far for this book, I only worked on TikTok and Instagram and I have a wonderful ARC team. And so I did the Facebook group and the Discord channel, but they're all related at the time to what I have done on TikTok and Instagram and my newsletter. And as I've mentioned before, 
reviews are important, at least to me, before I fully engage in ads. On Amazon.com, Sweets for Love has seven reviews, all of them five stars so far. It has one rating on Kobo, a five star, and on Goodreads, it has 13 ratings, 10 reviews for an average of 4.62. And it's now been added 92 times by people who want to read it or added it to shelves. It was at 50 the last time I checked, um, and that was a couple of days ago. So more readers are definitely hearing about it. I also have one BookBub review, which I'm very excited about. There have been posts about my book, and I'm so, so grateful to everyone who's been sharing their copies on their social media or talking about my book to people that they know. It is really also very helpful. and It's also lovely, lovely to see. I, I When I get tagged in, in one of those you know, sharing covers or how people are excited about my books or sharing quotes and stuff that people have loved. It's, it's really, really nice. I now switch from solely TikTok and Instagram videos to book sprouts as well. And the reason I'm starting to do book sprouts right now, I'm doing book sprouts instead of NetGalley again for now is that because I also want to do a campaign for the Leftover Bright audiobook. And so for, for the price, I could do both for $29. So I want to finish both campaigns before the beginning of November and then cancel my subscription until I need it again. I've also just started Amazon ads. I have spent $1.50 so far, so it's starting very slowly. And I'm going to probably start Facebook ads soon. I tried a Facebook Kobo Canada Facebook ads for a day or two, but it was hard to tell if it was working. So I just stopped it. I'm going to try to get a book bub for the leftover bride for November, December and see if that helps further when it comes to sales of the next book. And I might try to see if I can move Sweets for Love to Kobo Direct from Draft to Digital, depending if I can find a way to keep my reviews for that or my rating. And the reason why is because I find it easier sometimes to apply to some of the author promotion that Kobo Direct has, you know, when they're doing some promos on certain books like romance books or thriller books. And then you can apply directly into your dashboard on Kobo Direct. And for a lot of them, you don't have to pay anything, right? So it's it's sort of free promo. I mean, usually you have to put your book at a lower price so you don't gain as much royalty, but you might gain your readers. So this is something that I want to maybe look into. I mean, draft digital is great also for promo. Like I get also the the emails for from Kobo when it comes when they have a promotion and draft to digital sends you a form and you can apply for the promo. It, it's great. The only thing is that sometimes I myself need to be better at knowing when the deadline is for the form that they send you because sometimes I get the email and I just don't have the time to fill it out when I receive it and then I forget to fill it out. So that's my system that's problematic, not draft to digital system that's problematic. And so when I have it on Kobo Direct, I can have access to the dashboard and it just, sometimes it just feels easier to have everything in one spot when I'm checking. So, I mean, it would be great if on draft to digital it could be online. So whenever I check something on the platform of draft to digital, I could apply to a promo, but that's not currently the case. So it's more about my own way of keeping track of promos I'm applying for. That's why I'm thinking about about going direct with Sweets for Love. And another thing is I, I've heard or I've seen or I don't know, like apparently 
Kobo might be working on some updates when it comes to the dashboard, which I'm not 100% sure about. But if that's the case, what would be amazing for Kobo is that they would show us what is the Kobo Plus, you know, what people are reading and, and how much they've been reading of our books. And I don't know if that will be integrated with the draft to digital platform. So those are considerations that I'm taking. So they're also very good at keeping updated on the different promos that are available and suggesting them to authors. So that's why it's not the reason why I want to change to Gobo. It's not the only reason why I might try to put Sweets for Love. It also would be great to have all that particular series on one distributor when it comes to Kobo. So just on that platform. And then of course, I'll keep it on draft to digital for Apple and Barnes and Noble, because I'm not direct with Barnes and Noble either. And for the libraries and for Tolino and all of the other e-retailers that draft to digital caters to. So, I mean, I have a lot, a lot of plans for Sweets for Love still. I want to submit it to Book Life Publishers Weekly Review. This is free. It's not guaranteed, but this is something that can gain exposure or get exposure for the book. And then I'm also planning on trying as much as I can to promote it to libraries. And I want to also maybe have it available at my one of my local bookstores. And I would like to make it into a large print format for libraries via Ingram Spark. And for that, it, it will be a bit of a learning curve. But those are other areas. So not only, you know, via the ads and the videos and the marketing and everything that I can do on that side, but also trying to expand the readership of Sweets for Love in other areas and in other format as well. So this is kind of my goal. And of course, I'm going to keep writing in this series. I want to do the third book, which will be a novella, um, a Christmas novella with a character from Sweets for Love. And then I also want to finish, I started writing a shorter story from Sorka's perspective from before The Leftover Bride. And I want to do that I both for my newsletter subscribers and also as a reader magnet so that I can get more newsletter subscribers and also maybe more readers that way. So that's something that I'm looking into and that I'm actually preparing and planning and outlining is what I should be doing next. And I will continue to focus on spreading the word and gaining new readers for all of my books. And my goal for Sweets for Love is to have sold or to sell 200 copies by the end of the year. That's that's kind of a stretch goal. As I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, ooh, I, I mean, I still have to sell 151 copies before the end of the year. So it's a tall order. So let's call it my stretch, my stretch goal. If you want to help me with that goal... I mean, you can get a copy right now after listening to this. If you like rom-coms, like I'm not, if you don't like or enjoy rom-com, then of course you have other ways to support this post podcast, like becoming a monthly supporter or leaving a review or purchasing one of my other books. But if you do enjoy rom-coms, don't hesitate. And now, if you want to listen to the day of this author during her latest release, <laughs> let me introduce you to October 6th. Sweets for Love release day. It is release day of Sweets for Love when I'm recording this. So it's October 6, 2022. And I thought I'd let you know a little bit what I am doing on release day. So, well, I started by volunteering for the crisis text line. So that's not related to Sweets for Love. 
I, but actually, I mean, it does help me as well to volunteer, to stay grounded a little bit in the moment. And then I opened, I had kept the envelope from Amazon, which had a paperback copy of Sweets for Love. And I wanted to open it and record a video. And I, and I figured that release day might be the best day to do that. And then I would post it on my social media. So after volunteering and after enjoying breakfast with the chemical engineer and then taking care of the animals, then I recorded the... It's not really an unboxing because it was not a box. So it was like the unwrapping video. And I got quite emotional <laughs> unwrapping this package because... And all I, all I have in my mind is, this is what she said. As you can tell, I've been writing steamy rom-coms. So after unwrapping the package, I posted the videos on TikTok and on Instagram. And I wrote a newsletter. And then I wrote posts for my Discord channel and for my Facebook Sweets for Love eARC team. And then also for my regular readers group on Facebook and my author page. So I've done all of that this morning. And what I still would like to do is send out an email to everybody who's not on the team, but had requested an in-arc, an e-arc, like an advanced review copy to make sure that they know that it's out, that they can review it if they're so inclined. And I will also, so in my previous episode, I was letting you know, you know, I was explaining that I was not, I did not want to use um, NetGalley because I wanted to figure out how many reviews I would get and how much buzz the book would gather without NetGalley. So I'm still waiting. I did reach out to Anne from the Victory Editing NetGalley co-op and ask if she has any spots available because I'm I'm wondering I'm toying with the idea I depending on how the release goes and how many reviews I get because it seems that the book is very well received that people are loving it I think as I said it's a very marketable book it's a very heartwarming and funny and steamy and it's all those things and I think it could really find an audience I think all my books would be able to find an audience, don't get me wrong. But I do think that this one is really something that could go viral. And so, so yeah, the dog wants to go outside <laughs> right now. So I will update throughout the day. It is almost 4 p.m. Did I take a little nap? Yes, I did. <laughs> did I also get up very, very early? Didn't sleep that great? Yes, I did. I sent about 20 emails this morning and this afternoon. So I sent emails to all the people who had also received e-arcs of Sweets for Love, but who are not part of any of my um, Sweets for Love teams or my newsletter or my other Facebook group. And I basically let them know it was release day and to remind them that if they have read Sweets for Love to review it. And I also sent some emails, the gift cards, $5 gift cards to already three of the winners. I have three winner, um, I have five winners for the Sweets for Love bingo and at least for the first tier and four people have already won. So I have one spot left. I already sent three of the gift cards and I will be ordering, as I said last week in the episode. Well, 
today in the episode, if you're counting that it released on October 6th. I will order those those books. I also had to deal with Upwork. Upwork is the platform that I sometimes use for translation or for copy editing. And they had a problem with me using the word steamy in one of my job posting for the translation, the French translation. I ended up having to go find another translator outside of the platform. And for that, I used a website which has translators who are accredited. And um, and I was looking for a translator to translate into French, but I had used the word steamy. And so then they removed my posting, even though I was just about to hire somebody. And uh, yeah, so that was, that took a bit of my time. And right now I just noticed they actually also limited my account for everything. So if I'm looking for anything else, I could not hire anybody through Upwork. And so I contacted them. I just chatted with them. They reminded me that, Apparently, Steamy is against the rules of Upwork, so I cannot post anything. So all my rom-coms, basically, I'm not going to be able to post. So I'm going to have to figure out all my next ones to reach out to my copy editors and, and figure out something something a bit different. Because I also work a lot with the same freelancers. I just rehire them through the platform. And I guess for some of my books, it's not it's not going to work. So this is what some of the things that I've done today um, since I talked to you this morning or for you it's the same episode so time is kind of <laughs> all in one in one spot but I also posted on my blog I responded to people I've done quite a few things I have tried to not <laughs> look at how many reviews I have so far and I still only have one so, and I'm very grateful for that review. And I know more are coming because I know people have read the book and, and will review it on, on Amazon. But right now I was kind of crossing my fingers, as I said, like during the first week to get about 20, 25 reviews and it, without NetGalley. And it doesn't seem to be going that way, at least based on the first day, right? If I count one review per day, a week is seven days. <laughs> that will not amount. My math skills are absolutely beautiful. That will not amount to 25 reviews. So I am in touch with Anne from Victoria Editing for a spot in her NetGalley co-op. And another thing I did, which was very important to me, is that I also today continued writing my Kindle Vela, one of my Kindle Vela stories, because I want to publish an episode tomorrow. And I say it's very important because I know that my Elodie Novodatsky author name and the books published under that name may not earn out everything super quickly. That's just what it is, despite the fact that I've been doing much more in terms of marketing and everything. The fact that I'm wide also means that Kindle Unlimited readers may not take a chance on my book unless it has more reviews and more of like a buzz because, I mean, that's more money that they would have to spend. They spend about $9.99 per month and they can basically read as many books as they want as long as they like return them and then start them again and you know for that i i understand again that if however the book is very well reviewed and that they see it more and more maybe they will be inclined to purchase it and if they're not i need to make sure they know it's available for their library to purchase on overdrive because that's one of the things that I really like too is that I can have my book in many places. Hoopla, 
which is another thing I have to deal with. Hoopla is very, very long. Hoopla is another provider for libraries, and it takes a very, very long time to publish the books. And for example, The Leftover Bride got rejected. I don't know why. I went into the White for Win Facebook group, and apparently I'm not the only one who had a lot of their books rejected from Hoopla. I contacted Draft Digital the other day and I had no, they just told me, no, this is like a provider's decision and that's basically it. I tried to contact Hoopla. I did not hear anything back. I still will need to try to find another way to contact them. So the thing that, I, as I said, the thing I really, really wanted to do today is also write on my Kindle Vela because so far this has actually earned me more royalties. I am making a good profit with my Kindle Vela stories. And so to not, I guess, put all my eggs in the same basket, I wanted to make sure that today I also spend a little bit of time drafting um, the episode that I will publish tomorrow. So I started drafting it. I know where the episode is going. I will finish drafting it and then revising and then editing it tomorrow. And I will publish it tomorrow. And I'm very excited about it. And I'm going to continue, of course, posting videos and and I just created also that's another thing I've done I just created a Facebook ad for Sweets for Love and I followed I went onto the Facebook ad library and I followed kind of the format that Megan Quinn is using for her books which are doing very very well her rom-coms adult rom-coms and so I kind of looked at what she was doing and I found a picture that I think could work for my book. And then I added my covers in smaller and like in, in Kindle and paperback at the bottom. And I used excerpts from the book as a way to intrigue possibly impossible readers on Facebook to go buy my book. So, and I will of course keep you updated, but this is the update at 4.05 PM on Thursday, release day of Sweets for Love. So I have my husband with me right now, Alexander Novodatsky, Alex. And I wanted to ask him if he was going to give one advice to someone who had somebody in their lives, no matter who it is, a significant other, a parent, brother, sister, cousin, whatever, a friend, who is publishing a book and it's publication day what would be and we have not prepared this question so he's looking at me right now with a look of fear in his eye in his eyes so what would be the one advice you would give that person alex to the significant other or the friend brother family member who has somebody in their lives who is having a release and it's publication day what would be the one advice you would give them uh (laughs) (laughs) Be nice to them and encourage them. There we go. Be nice, support them and encourage them. Okay, he sounds too scared. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back in two weeks with an episode on how I felt Kickstarter as an author, but still learn from it. And as I've mentioned earlier in this episode, it has it has still helped me in a lot of different ways, both for Sweets for Love and for the audiobook of The Leftover Bride. So I will share what I've learned, uh, what I think I probably did wrong, and some of the things that have worked for me when it comes to Kickstarter as an author. And to all writers out there, happy writing, and to everyone, happy, happy reading.